It was the COVID waiver. It was, it was the brilliant. COVID waiver, which was amazing. I could admit people from home. Yes. It was fabulous. Um, we actually were extremely busy during the pandemic from a home care and geriatric. In fact, wow. we may be one of the only companies that actually grew during the pandemic. Yeah. Welcome back to the Elder Care Insights Podcast by Welcome Back Home Care. Today we have a great company, Unicity Geriatric Care Management. We have Marissa Bressler and we also have Rita Grandelis. It's a, a great episode ahead of us and we're going to learn about geriatric care management, ask a little bit of questions and get some insight on what geriatric care management is and learn a little bit about Unicity. So thank you both for coming on the podcast. What made you get into geriatric care management? Um, how long have you been in this business for? I have always worked with seniors. I have my master's in social work. I started, I am not a geriatric care manager. I am the director of business development for Unicity Healthcare. Um, I have always had a passion for seniors. My first job was working with dementia. The reason why I came on to work with Unicity is because of the senior advisors component. What our geriatric care managers do is really remarkable. So you, you worked uh, in dementia. I've worked uh, with- Was this in New Jersey? This- yeah, so mm-hmm. Unicity Healthcare started in New Jersey in mm-hmm. 2010 with Gregory Brune, our owner. He had a partner. Now Greg is the sole owner of Unicity Healthcare. We know Greg, a lot of passion in this business. Yes. Great guy. Yes. And Unicity Healthcare has two components. It has Unicity Home Care and Senior Advisors in New Jersey. Great. Over the years, we had snowbirds that would come to Florida, and we realized, why are we going to lose these clients when they come to Florida? So Greg decided to open up Unicity Senior Advisors so that we can follow our clients to Florida so that we don't lose them. And he's always had this idea that he wanted to start in Florida, and last year it actually his dream became a reality. We started last October. We just celebrated our one-year anniversary yes. last night. Mm-hmm. We had a you great party together. It was a great party. Mm-hmm. Pamela Van Dam is our community liaison in Florida, mm-hmm. and she really did a wonderful job. We met a lot of our partners that we really have been very supportive of us in getting this company started. Great, great. Now, Rita, how long have you been in um, the healthcare field and Longer than I'd like to yeah, admit, yeah. Lee. And, um, and tell us, tell us your, you, you know, um, once after that, tell us your why. why. Why did you decide to come into the healthcare field? Absolutely. So I've been working in the healthcare field now for 27 years. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I'm also a certified dementia practitioner and also a certified care manager. I got into working with healthcare initially through my family. Both um, my mother is a nurse and uh, two of my sisters are nurses and I have a sister who's a nurse practitioner. So it's kind of ingrained in our family. Um, And my mom being the nurse really cared for all of our relatives. So I kind of always had an affinity with working with older adults, and um, that came to fruition after graduate school. I landed my first job at Hackensack University Medical Center in New Jersey working with wow. on the geriatric unit, and it, it really just clicked. And I just have uh, a passion for working with seniors and the aging um, population, and it's also personally uh, uh, 
a passion of mine. My father is now 91 years old, and he was diagnosed with dementia almost 10 years ago. Mm. So we've been caring for him. So not only can I speak to a lot of the challenges our families are facing, I also deal with it myself as a caregiver mm-hmm. for a loved one who has dementia. So it's it's a little, it's personal for me, and it's it's a passion both personally and professionally. Wow. God bless him, and, and thanks for all that you do. Yeah. So let's give a shout-out to the graduate school. Where, where did you graduate from? I graduated. I got my master's in social work from Adelphi University in Garden City, Long Island. Woohoo, New York. Woo-hoo. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, woohoo, New York. A lot of New Yorkers out there. Correct. Um, Definitely down here in South Florida. <laughs> yeah, the sixth borough. Yeah, um, and to piggyback just a little bit off what Melissa said, we, we definitely are, the company opened up, and our primary location is in northern New Jersey. So we do have a lot of snowbirds and mm-hmm. um, that obviously are in New Jersey, New York area, and then come down here for the winter. So it's nice now to be able to follow them and have that continuity of care and have that consistency and the communication. It really just improves the, the quality of the health care and their quality of lives. So we're really enjoying being down here in South Florida. Definitely. Wow. I can see such a great value. So um, for all, all the Northeasterners in New Jersey, and um, do, you, do you do a little bit of work in New York as well? We do. We'll go over the border right into Rockland County in New York and uh, a little bit of Manhattan too, New York City. Great, great. So just to specify, you do the, the home, home care in New Jersey, and that's private duty home care? Yes, correct. It, and, all, and you do the geriatric care management here in South Florida. Correct. So the geriatric care management is in New York, New Jersey, and South, uh, South okay. Florida, Southern Palm Beach County and Northern Broward County. Great, great. For now. Yeah, that's so great. And um, I see such a value in following. Yeah. Uh, sorry. In New go, Jersey, go we cover Bergen County, Hudson County, Passaic County, Union County, Essex County, Morris County. So even if people are here in Florida, mm-hmm. um, for the season, and then they go back to New Jersey, we can actually follow them and continue helping them at home. Whether they use geriatric care management or not, we also have home care, mm-hmm. which is a great. And so if people come down here that are from that are part of our home care, we can actually connect them with home care agencies down in South Florida that we have developed partnerships with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like wow. these wonderful companies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like your company, <laughs> exactly. Um, so we need relationships so, with you. So this is, um, you're making it kind of as seamless as possible to make sure that this, you know, traveling can be difficult, you know, wondering, you know, what's the next steps, um, you know, where's mom and dad going for the adult children, you know, it's companies like Unicity can very much help that process. That yeah. is true. We're trying to alleviate the stress. Um, for long-distance caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either their their parents are down here or their aunt or uncle, their loved ones in Florida, and maybe the, the family's up in, in the Northeast, or vice versa. We're seeing a little bit of a switch where it's the kids or, you know, nieces, nephews, the family's down here in South Florida, and perhaps the, the, the senior is in North North Jersey or New York or, or the, you know, where we are for, for care management. So it's nice to be able to blend both those worlds and for the families to know they have somebody, you know, boots on the ground when they can't, they can't be there for their loved ones. So our yeah. goal is to obviously eliminate that stress and alleviate that stress that the caregivers do have mm-hmm. by, yeah. by providing care management services. Yeah. And we also, because we have New Jersey and Florida, sometimes what happened was someone's loved one 30 years ago moved down here, right, to retire. And now they're 
90 and now they're not as independent, but the children still live in New Jersey. So we've had situations where they utilize us to really help facilitate the move to New Jersey. And it's like Rita said, like they can start in Florida and then we follow them in New Jersey and we help the families. The, the two states are very different in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We've, we're learning. Regulations. The regulations, yes. Uh, yes. Oversight. Yes. Access to medical care, completely, yes. completely different. Mm-hmm. Agency for Healthcare Administration is one of the major regulating bodies here in South Florida. How does it work in New Jersey and New York? Who, who's the main, without getting into the weeds, um, who, who's the main regulating body for uh, the New York area? Well, in, Who do you have to report to? Well, we report to, we, well, from a home care standpoint, sure. we are an accredited agency. Mm-hmm. We, we are accredited by CAC. Mm-hmm. We're, a, we're licensed through the state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So that, I guess, is the division, Our, the Department, Department of, of Health, Health and Human, yeah. Yes. Okay. Human we Services. We are accredited with distinction from our home care in New Jersey. So it's CAC, which is a private accreditation company um, in New Jersey. Great. Um, so... All the caregivers in New Jersey, bonded, licensed, background checks, all that good stuff on the references. They're certified home health aides Mm -hmm. in the state of New Jersey. New Jersey, in order to work in a facility, because we do have clients that are in skilled nursing facilities, you have to be a CNA. So we Mm -hmm. have CNAs. In order to work in the home, you have to be a certified home health aide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is how it works in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think it's quite similar here in that aspect. So we have CNAs and certified home health aides. Okay, great. And then for the geriatric uh, care management piece of the puzzle, my team and I, um, we are composed of either registered nurses or social workers. Uh, We all have our certified dementia practitioner um, accreditation as well. Um, So all of us are very, very experienced in working with seniors, um, the older adult population, geriatrics, whatever term you want to utilize. So we all um, are licenses um, by the state for, for registered nursing or social work. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and um, any nurse agents, agencies or registries you're working with probably sh- is, a, is a good idea to work with someone who's uh, dementia certified or maybe does a little bit of training piece with dementia. We, that, that is mm-hmm. a big component of our Unicity Senior Advisor business. Um, that is, you know, it's unfortunate, but dementia is, the onset is hitting earlier and earlier. Our youngest client, who's been with us now about seven years, um, had early onset. She was diagnosed when she was 57 years old. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing dementia mm-hmm. on the rise. The numbers are growing tremendously, and the age of the onset is happening younger and younger. So uh, the dementia education is a huge piece of the work we do. A lot of education and training for caregivers, mm-hmm. uh, for families, for the client themselves who has dementia, because if they, you know, if we get involved at the early onset, we can kind of help them for the disease progression. Mm-hmm. And we love going out there and providing education yeah. to a lot of our trusted partners, yeah. whether it's at senior centers, um, assisted living communities. We love getting out there and our team loves to speak on um, a lot of topics, including dementia, to kind of educate and inform. Like you're a home care agency. Yeah, Um, yeah. So -hmm. if you had a client and your aide that is in the home is struggling, our geriatric care managers can actually come out and work with the caregiver and the family. Sometimes there's no family, but the caregiver and the client to develop a dementia care plan for them. Our team has great ideas with different types of 
cognitive stimulating activities. A lot of the work we do as care managers, as geriatric care managers, is really, it, it's client-centered. It's really about that client and figuring mm -hmm. out what, what makes them tick, what do they like, what hobbies do they enjoy, how can we connect with them? For so somebody, it could be music. Music is a great connector for, for a, lot of, a lot of seniors, but especially seniors with dementia. It could be gardening. It could be, we had one gentleman with trains, and that was his love. His hobby was trains. Wow. So he moved into his assisted living community in the memory care unit, and the identifier for his room is we were able to get a big train mm -hmm. you know, sticker for his door, so he always knew how to, to find his room. So it's really tapping into their interests, their likes, and connecting with them and doing some cognitive stimulation, some therapy, some activities with them to really keep their brain active. As we say, you know, you got to exercise both your body and brain. It's really important mm -hmm. for seniors to keep active. Yeah, and we have some good resources around here, but I believe that's one thing that makes Unicity very different than other care management companies is that you're out there, you're doing the education, you're doing the training. Every case is different. Correct. Every person is yes. unique. Every family has a different dynamic. There's not right? one set approach that works for everybody. Mm -hmm. What works with one client, it may not duplicate over mm -hmm. to the next client. So it's always really taking that complete biopsychosocial and really looking at the client as mm -hmm. their own individual person, looking at their health needs, their mental health history, their emotional health, and, and looking at all of that, their family support or mm -hmm. lack thereof. So there's so many there's so many layers that you have to unpeel. It's I say it's like peeling back an onion, you know, and you're just trying to obtain layer after layer um, to make sure we really have a good understanding of our client and being able to meet their needs short-term and long-term, and that's where creating a care plan is and, very important. And the process actually begins really from the intake. So when somebody calls, they will get myself or Rita to do the intake or Pamela if they have her direct number in Florida. We have other people in New Jersey, but primarily they'll come to myself or Rita. If it comes to me, I do an intake. Mm -hmm. um, I could go over the process. It's a lot of listening. Yes. We get a, we get like a, the demographics because we really start to take off the first. I basically am the first level. Mm -hmm. I, I'm taking off the first peel of, of that, that onion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once I send my intake, the next step is it goes to Rita, who is the, the clinical director of our senior advisors company. Um, Rita then really digs a little deeper and then decides really who will be the primary manager for that case. Mm -hmm. And Rita could go into this a little bit more, but each client has two care managers. That is our goal. So there's always somebody. Sometimes somebody may need a nurse as their primary and a social worker as their secondary. Um, but it really, it all begins on that very initial, that initial phone call. Mm -hmm. And sometimes families call in or um, a, fa a family member may call, a friend, uh, a guardian, a power of attorney, whoever it may be, and they'll call thinking it's for one thing. And by the time you end the conversation, it's five different other reasons why now we realize we could have, you know, geriatric care management services for, for their loved one. 
So it is active listening, being able to ask probing questions, which elicit a little bit more information, which sometimes people are hesitant to share, but it's it's a skill. Yes, mm-hmm. it's active listening and making sure you're asking the right questions. In a very yeah. non-threatening yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at what point do you um, go into the living room and get to see the environment? Is that something that's um, part of the um, Abs- process? Yeah. So after the intake process and they, they sign our service agreement, I make the primary phone call to the contact for the client and we set up the first visit. So whether that's at their home Mm -hmm. um, or an independent living, assisted living, a Mm -hmm. memory care, absolutely going to see that client in their home environment. Yeah. So there's a lot more to discover once we see the home environment. Absolutely. Maybe a home safety assessment test. Home safety. They could be a hoarder. um, Mm -hmm. You know, how people present when they go into a doctor's office or the hospital or a subacute rehab and what they tell people is one thing, but seeing them in their home really reveals a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, doing a home safety assessment, making sure the house is safe for them to reside. Are there tripping hazards? Is the stairs stable? Um, Do they need a chairlift? Um, If they're coming home from a hospital or a a rehab stay, do we need to change the layout of the home? Maybe now we need a hospital bed and it Mm -hmm. needs to be on the first floor of the home. So we're always we're always thinking and planning, and it's a very fluid process when you're a care manager. Um, but yes, you're you're assessing and looking at everything, whether it's in their home environment or in a senior living community. And Lee, there's times that we will actually. I mean, our goal is even for that initial call. Sometimes we get a family member calling from out of state for care management. But a perfect example is the other day we got a call from. Um, a psychologist that is seeing a client and the family has been try- who lives out of state has been trying to get this client to sign on for our geriatric care management. Mm-hmm. Um, Acceptance is right. a big part of yes. um, um, this process. Pamela, who is our um, community liaison, went to her home in the community, met her face to face, literally did the initial call in person, obviously. So our goal is to get in front of the client as soon as we can. Um, that's the ideal, is mm-hmm. to get there, do the initial interview, for lack of a better term, interview, and then we pass it on to Rita, and then they go and do their initial assessment. And that's an ideal mm-hmm. situation. A lot of times we get a call when it's a crisis situation. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes that home assessment may not be the first thing we're doing if they're in the hospital and our focus is mm-hmm. getting the, the medical care that they need, getting them into uh, post-acute care. But yes, um, the ideal patient would be one, that, the ideal client, excuse me, would be one that isn't in crisis. So we can kind of come yeah. in and, and start that process, do the whole um, home safety assessment, get their complete medical information, get yeah. their past medical yeah. history information. But a lot of times we get the call when it's a family in crisis. Yeah, there's so we nothing kind of perfect correct. in this business. Um, and every case is uniquely different. So you touched on a few different things. Tell us um, about post-acute care. Um, what, what, what? For, for the people listening, what, what does that entail? Sure. So a lot of uh, family members don't really understand um, once their loved one is discharged from the hospital, it's not just the only option to go home. Um, you can go into what we call a subacute or a skilled nursing facility, mm-hmm. um, which is, is a, a nursing center that can provide um, inpatient care. It's not at the same level as being in a medical center or the hospital, mm-hmm. but they can get their meals, medications, nursing care, physical therapy, occupational therapy, uh, speech therapy, wound care, whatever their need mm-hmm. may be in an inpatient setting covered under Medicare, yeah. sometimes managed care as well. Um, sometimes... Um, 
a patient then from there even needs to then, they can't go home for whatever reason. It may not be appropriate. So then we may look at a transition then to an assisted living mm -hmm. if we need. Um, currently, we actually just work with a client who is at Delray Medical Center, and he had a lot of complex medical needs. So he currently is what he's at um, an LTAC, which that stands for a long-term acute care hospital. Mm -hmm. So he still required a level of care, but not requiring him to be in the hospital, but was too clinically complex to be in the subacute. So he's at the LTAC for right now. So um, a lot of these options are covered through your health insurance and a lot of family members don't know that. So Medicare does cover the LTAC and or the skilled nursing if medically or appropriate and you, you mm -hmm. meet the criteria. And so that's based on a doctor's recommendation or the discharge planner or the family, or is it, is it could all, be a all combination. involved? It could be a combination of any of it. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's the care manager that's making the recommendation. Sometimes it could be the case manager at the hospital. Sometimes it is the physician. It could be anyone. You don't particularly need to have a physician's order per se. You can make the referral to the LTAC or the subacute skilled nursing facility without a physician order. Um, but the doctor obviously does have the... The, the, to write the discharge order to legally discharge them from the yeah, hospital. Yeah, so I could be wrong, but I think if the client's in the hospital for two to three days, then at that point they can either be recommended to a rehab facility and that's covered through Medicare, so nothing out of pocket. Your Medicare uh, will... Correct, so you, mm -hmm. you very good point. You do, and this is a confusing point for a lot of seniors and their families, Medicare requires a three-night inpatient acute hospital stay for you to utilize your subacute or skilled nursing facility. Um, so you do need to have that three over, the three midnights, mm -hmm, we call them mm -hmm. in the field, right? Three yeah. midnights in the hospital. Unfortunately, a lot of times it's getting confusing. Patients can be in the hospital, but be at an observation level of care and not really technically be admitted to the hospital yeah. under their Medicare benefits. So you, that gets a little accusing. You need to be admitted, not in the correct. ER or- Correct, um, you yeah. need to have the actual three night admission to the hospital mm -hmm. to utilize those benefits under Medicare. Yeah. And some people are actually still confused because during the pandemic, they waived that. It was the COVID waiver. It was, it was the brilliant. COVID waiver, which was amazing. I could admit people from home. Yes. It was fabulous. Um, we actually were extremely busy during the pandemic from a home care and geriatric. In fact, wow. we may be one of the only companies that actually grew during the pandemic yeah. because yeah. we were able to, we had, we were well prepared and we were able to provide PPE for our, care man for our caregivers in the home care point when we, nobody else could. Uh, Greg and the management team at Unicity was very forward thinking, you know, we got ahead of it with uh, getting access to PPE. So a lot of other geriatric care managers who are solo practitioners couldn't access any of that. We could mm -hmm. at Unicity. So we were going in in full PPE, still seeing our all our home clients. And actually, families loved it. I mean, it was really such a need and a necessity. During COVID, a lot of seniors couldn't even do, they don't use computers or have smartphones. So now how are you accessing your healthcare? They don't know how to do telehealth. So we were jumping in and managing telehealth, doing food shopping, just anything and everything to help our families and our seniors. God, at the beginning of the pandemic, do you remember you couldn't even get an Instacart yes. order? Yeah. Families wow. couldn't even put in order through ShopRite. I was online at like seven in the right. morning, every morning waiting to get into the supermarket to do and shopping for our seniors. So we really actually learned a lot from COVID. I think it made us stronger as a company yeah. and really it just expanded our competencies and our knowledge base about how to help our seniors more who really were homebound and socially isolated and withdrawn. Our care managers 
really are boots on the ground. I mean, they do things that many other care managers do not do. Um, I've never seen them really shy away from any situation, whether it be hoarding, whether it be very complex psych. I mean, Rita really knows we've had a lot of um, Jerry psych recently. Um, and again, guardianship that goes cases. Back, that goes back to the wow. increase in dementia. It's a lot of, unfortunately, the the. <laughs> the symptoms and behaviors of dementia mimic psychiatric conditions. So mm -hmm. it's really understanding the disease, understanding the behaviors, making sure they're on the right medications, connecting them with the right physicians, mm -hmm. like a, neuro a neurologist, a geriatric psychiatrist, really for those assessments and, and evaluations. Because if we can manage a lot of the behaviors, it sets the caregivers up for success, whether it be a professional agency or the family member. Um, it just makes the process easier to, to care for the senior. Yeah, so you have some professional psychiatric um, physicians that you refer to. Um, is this covered through Medicare, the psych evaluations? And um, <clears throat> I think there's something involved with Medicare where yes, if, there's yes. a, if there's a... Again, Sometimes finding a psychiatrist that takes insurance is just challenging in general because mm -hmm. the majority of psychologists or psychiatrists really are private pay. But we there are um, several geriatric psychiatrists practice here in South, South mm -hmm. Florida, same in North Jersey, that will accept Medicare. And it is covered by your health insurance, absolutely. Yeah. And ideally, if we can do the visits in person, that's beneficial. But if not, then we work with the healthcare provider, um, the psychiatrist, the neurologist, to do the telehealth. Mm -hmm. And if for some mm -hmm. reason we can't get our client to the office. Sometimes yeah. we have one client here in South Florida whose behaviors are, she agitates easily and it's not easy for us to get her out of the home. So everything mm -hmm. is really home-based. So her psychiatry visits are telehealth-based. Okay. Yeah. And there's also um, communities or facilities that people can enter themselves into when, you know, they start to get to that point where the, they feel like the water is over their head and they can't breathe anymore when they say, you know what, I just can't live with myself anymore. Or, um, you know, that's the point where I would say um, it's time for to call Unicity. You know, they can really help you with this. Yeah, it's it's a lot for families. Um, it, listen, it's difficult for all of us watching our loved ones age, but then add in a lot of clinical medical issues, add in dementia, add in psychiatric illnesses. It's a lot for family members to manage, and mm -hmm. it's very emotional for them. So bringing in a professional like a geriatric care manager can help alleviate that stress for the family members. And yes, we can recommend, you know, seeing the neurologist, seeing a geriatric psychiatrist. Sometimes we do need an inpatient psychiatric admission, possibly mm -hmm. for really close supervision of medication. We can recommend maybe the move to an assisted living or a memory care where maybe it's better suited for their needs. So there's so many avenues and so many resources that are available for seniors, but a lot of times their families don't know, and that's mm -hmm. where we come into play I, to educate I, them. I always say to the families that our care managers can do the hard stuff, and this will allow you to be the child, be the niece, be the loved one, be able to visit your loved one and just not have it be work. and not have it be stressful, just mm -hmm. to be the daughter and yeah. let someone else do the hard stuff. Yeah, and they don't have to, the family, the adult children, they don't have to fly down, you know, to just be overwhelmed and not know what the next step is. You'll walk them through the process and tell them every recommendation. So yeah. let's go in, into yeah. that a little bit more. Um, so when you, you mentioned, and I want to 
also talking, uh, go back to the hospital. Um, but so when you talked about, you know, we'll, we'll get the, the person to move, you know, out of their home. It's not like at that point the children have to call a real estate agent or call a senior move manager. Unicity and care management companies have these types of connections where you say, you know what, we have a great company that's going to, you know, um, help you move. They're senior specialists. They're going to also pack up all this stuff. And you don't have to, you know, quit your day job or you don't have to, you know, call out of work because... Everybody's busy, you know. We're working 40 hours, 50, 60 hour work weeks. And that's a great point and that's what we say to families. <laughs> Listen, we all get it. We're working, we have children, we have grandchildren. You're you're taking care of your own family and mm-hmm. then trying to take care of a long distance loved one. It's very complex and that's where we come into to play as geriatric care managers, but also you're right, like trusted professionals that we work with, like mm-hmm. you with with your home care company or a senior move company, a real estate agent. DME company. Um, a DME company. Mm-hmm. Um, durable medical equipment. Correct. Durable mm-hmm. medical equipment will help you get anything you need for the house. Wow. You need the shower chair. You need the mm-hmm. raised toilet seat. You need the specialty hospital bed. One call, we can do it. We'll get that We'll get that yeah. all ordered and delivered and set up for you. Yeah. We, we have a resource guide that we developed as a company that we use internally of mm-hmm. our trusted partners, people that we have worked with that we trust. So we're not opening up the yellow pages and saying, Okay, we'll send it to A. We set, we utilize people that we know will get the job done. We don't want to bring any more stress to the families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if it's a hoarder, a home organizer, a clean-out company um, to make the house safe and livable. Um, home care companies, you're correct, durable medical equipment, assisted living communities. Elder care, care attorneys. Elder care attorneys, mm-hmm. financial advisors, insurance specialists, obviously, because right now is open enrollment with Medicare, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you needed to make a change with your health insurance. Um, we but, even have handymen that could come in and correct. hang a TV if needed. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that there's a, Transportation pump, a plumber. Transportation companies, um, You know, handymen, when somebody calls you, yes. you're, you, you can do it all. So if somebody says, In-home you know what? home hairdresser. We've, wow. We have fostered animals yeah. as well. We have yes. fostered mm-hmm. and then also got uh, cats and dogs adopted mm-hmm. for our clients yes. as well. So there pretty much yeah. isn't anything that, and everything yeah. that we haven't touched I, on. I've even heard of, um, which is a, a growing industry, a, um, a geriatric dentist yes. come yes. over to you, Correct. do the cleanings because Correct. it's the little things that we forget about, right? And it's not necessarily the caregiver's responsibility to say, oh, you need your cleaning. It's been six months. Those things may be overlooked, but if you have care management, you probably have a, you know, six months, a year checking in twice Correct. a year because we look into all yeah. of that and we make sure they see their doctors on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. If it's annual physicals, they're getting their vaccines, um, the flu vaccine, COVID, pneumonia, shingles, mm-hmm. making sure they keep up on their routine health appointments. Mm-hmm. A lot of what we do is to prevent crises from happening if we possibly can. So yes, compliance with their medic- their medical treatment plan, going to see their doctors, making sure that they're taking the appropriate medication, doing medication management, um, all of that, yes, mm-hmm. to help keep and, our and seniors. And another thing yeah. that I love that our care managers can be for some people is really being that emergency contact. When someone's in a facility or living alone and they need to go to the emergency room, they don't usually send a staff member from a skilled nursing facility or an AL to go sit in the emergency room. Um, I mean, I know personally when my grandparents lived in South Florida and my parents were in New Jersey, I can't even tell you how many times my grandmother called and said, you got to get on a plane. We're going to the emergency room. By the time we got down here, they were already home. 
Mm-hmm. So we can really be that emergency contact for people um, if they need that. My mother just went to the emergency room. Can you go? Let us know if we need to come. Mm-hmm. There's hurricanes here. Some people don't have people to help them come up with a plan. We yeah. can help find someone if they're, I don't know, if they are panicked, mm-hmm. a, a safe place, whether it be respite or whatever we need to do. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to um, call a nurse registry or an agency and see, hey, um, you know, the hurricane's coming up. Can we have a live-in for a couple mm-hmm. days? Sure. You know, we want to sure. try to go ahead and, and make sure that, you know, these folks have their um, groceries, they have all of their batteries, they're yeah. ready to go, and just to have somebody there. Correct, just it's so scary you don't feel panicked. Themselves. Correct, a lot of seniors um, are living alone. Um, solo seniors, as I like to refer to them. Mm -hmm. And it is comforting knowing they have a companion or a caregiver with them or that they can call a care manager in a time of crisis. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can even prevent an ER visit. Sometimes they don't need to go to the ER. We can assess the situation. Um, The nurses can assess the situation in the home. Sometimes we can use a great service such as like Dispatch Health and have the mobile urgent care come to them Mm -hmm. and not have to sit in the ER. I mean, it really depends on the situation. Everything is a case-by-case basis. But there's so many services now. Back to your point too, Lee, about like in-home dental, in-home podiatry visits. There's really so many services that the senior can access in their home now. it's, it's, It's nice to see. We also can help um, with readmission rates to the hospitals. We know that subacutes, hospitals, it's that 30-day readmission, right? They get dinged, for lack of a better term. That's what we called it when we worked, when I worked in a skilled, for Medicare. Mm-hmm. So if someone goes back to the hospital within 30 days with the same diagnosis, they get a fine, whether it be the subacute or the hospital. Um, or the, even, I th- believe, like an acute rehab, uh-huh. probably. Uh-huh. So we can come in and really, like Rita just said, alleviate those callbacks. Because most people, no matter how much confusion is, they seem to remember 911, right? There's oh, yeah. those frequent callers that the, after a while, like even the ambulance services know, oh my God, you know, I have to go pick her up again off the floor. Um, the goal is having us in there to really help um, Prevent as much yeah, crisis. Yeah, rehospital yes. uh, admissions. Because yes. if you're making sure they make those doctor appointments that are necessary post-hospital stay, reconciling the medications is the biggest issue post-hospital stay, post-rehab stay. The senior, you know, went into the hospital with one list of medications, and now they've been through several healthcare communities, and their medications are all maybe different, different dosing. So really mecha- uh, medication reconciliation mm-hmm. post Post-acute or subacute care is the key, um, as well as making sure they are compliant with seeing their doctors yeah. and follow-up, which and a lot of get... times they're so confused and right. overwhelmed just being yes. home that, that those pieces of the pencil, re- puzzle they're tend to re- fall. They're, they're discharged with skilled care, right, that Medicare covers. Yeah. And when care managers are there and skilled care is giving an hour twice a week of a shower... Our care managers are also, that's when they call the private home care agencies because we see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. We know, wait a minute, their PT's over, they're going to pull out that caregiver. That's when our care managers mm-hmm. often call in private duty home care agencies to then step in when Medicare no longer is going to provide them with the services. Yeah, yeah. And we pick up where Medicare yes, leaves off with exactly. private duty. And, exactly. Um, a lot of times, you know, people don't know where to look. People 
a lot of times don't know that it's well, po possible. Also, yeah, it, that is true. And a lot of times, um, especially children who are now dealing with aging parents, don't realize that Medicare do does not cover the cost of long-term care, Forever. be it at home mm -hmm. or in a facility. So once you kind of clarify that, you ha they have to realize you have to access the private sector mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for either home care services, geriatric care management services. They're all private pay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which Tap a lot into, of people... Uh, long-term care insurance, yes. which, um, mm -hmm. you know, something which to look at. Which we accept. Mm -hmm. That as a um, long-term care uh, through uh, care management, Sometimes they have a rider yeah. for Correct. care management. Care which, advisory, mm -hmm. um, care coordination benefits. So we we always ask our seniors and their families if they have long-term care insurance because that's a key piece of, of getting services covered, be it mm -hmm. at home or in a, a, a senior community. So, um, But really just for families understanding what Medicare covers and what it does not, mm -hmm. Again, it's all about the education and yeah. being able to educate our our families and our clients on what what services are available, People and then directing also, them if they need to apply yes, for Medicaid. Exactly. Okay. People yeah. Also, so this is another piece of it. Medicaid. Also, say you're in your 80s or 90s. Most likely, they bought their policies, their long-term care policies, in their 50s, mm -hmm. right? When it was when you were able to afford it. <laughs> So our, and then they, we, we may ask them questions. They are clueless. Yeah, yeah. they could have an inflation rider where they thought mm -hmm. they, they had $100 a day, but they have they $350, may, right. $400 they, a day. We so often, our care managers will go in just to review their long-term care mm -hmm. policy because they yeah. don't even know what they have. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. a lot of times with the client's consent, we become the HIPAA authorized representative mm -hmm. yeah. and we help kind of manage the benefits yeah. and the policy for them. Cause it, again, it's very overwhelming and it's very tedious with the paperwork and mm -hmm. submitting invoices and, and being able to do all of that. I like to get the uh, insurance comp the long-term care insurance company, whether it's John Hancock, Gemworth, um, MetLife, um, there's a bunch of different ones. Um, and I get the rep on the phone. I'll wait for the 30 minutes first. You know, um, sometimes it's 15, sometimes it's 10, sometimes they're very good. Sometimes it's two um, hours. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll get them on the phone first and then I'll conference him with the client Correct. and say, all right, we got him on the phone. Right. You know, let's see, what's your daily benefit? Is there a lifetime benefit? Is this an indemnity plan? You know, what's ask the cap, uh, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. how much are they going to cover for the home health aid at home? How much would they cover going into an assisted living um, community? The big piece of the puzzle, too, is the elimination period. Yeah, most, yeah, huge. Most seniors don't yes. realize, too, that there's an elimination period yeah. for their long-term care insurance, yeah. which can be 30 days, 60 days, 90. I've e even mm -hmm. seen it go up to 120 where they wow. have to pay out a pocket. Okay. Yeah. So and speak it, with the um, nurse registries or the nurse agencies and see how can we best utilize that. You know, I've seen sometimes where one one day counts as one week or I've yes. seen where, you know, we can work it out. You know, one hour counts as one day. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, so when we're talking about elimination period, we're talking about the, the amount of days that you have to pay out of pocket until you meet that um, timeline where you no longer or you are now eligible for the claim. Right. Yes. And um, at that point, there's a waiver of premium oftentimes. Mm -hmm. yep. So you no longer have to pay your, um, you know, your premium. your premium. And that's and for the lifetime. And if you have paid for the year already, a lot of times they'll issue that mm -hmm. refund. They'll prorate for There's yeah. also for the year. These some, are the experts right. here. I, also, I can see this. This is terrific. There's also some that, um, and I know this because it's my parents' plan, that if one of the spouses pass first, then the the, the, the surviving, surviving spouse. spouse does not even have an elimination period. Okay. That was a wow. good Gemworth. Pro, that was a good Gemworth. You know, which is no longer I Gemworth. am now going to have to look into that because I have someone that's um, 
trying to meet their 30 days and, you know, begrudgingly trying to do what we can do to make sure that she gets to that point. So that may be something I look into. I've, I've never but heard of that one. And also another thing, which our, our geriatric care managers is VA benefits, right, Rita? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're very underutilized yes. as well, too. Yes. Yeah, the aid and attendance program. A lot of people, again, it's just education, education about what services are available to them. A lot of families and seniors really don't have a good understanding of what's available. Yeah, Rita is so an encyclop- VA Rita's, benefits. Rita's an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Aid and attendance, um, uh, a couple um, things with the aid and attendance. You have to have served um, boots on the ground wartime certain during war. certain, wars. certain wars. There's a certain um, financial com- mm-hmm. component, um, which you can speak with Unicity and they'll refer you to other folks or they can maybe help the process themselves to mm-hmm. see yes. if there's a good candidate there. So, wow, we've really touched on a lot of different things. I want to go in reverse a little bit and talk about during a crisis in the hospital, how does Unicity help the aging population? How do they help? How do you help um, advocate for that family? And what's the communication like? So when there's an emergency, what's the communication like? And do you go to the hospital room? Absolutely. Are you there by the nursing station, you know, making sure? Absolutely. We'll be in the emergency room if they get admitted to the hospital and they're on a, a, a medical unit, ICU. We are there. We'll visit. Um, we'll advocate for our client. We'll have communication with the nursing staff, communication with the physicians, uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy. Ideally, we would love to be there when those um, disciplines are, are seeing our clients in the hospital so we can really have a conversation with them. And we are in constant touch with our families or the next legal kin, whoever that may be. It could be a power of attorney. It could be a legal guardian. We are in constant communication, updating them every step of the way, Um, whether it's via text. um, We do an email report. After every contact with our clients, we send an update uh, and a report to their next of kin, their family member, their guardian with report of what we did for the day. So we're in mm-hmm. constant communication with our clients and families all the time. And we advocate for their their medical needs throughout the hospital stay. And then we um, become an integral part of creating the discharge plan, mm-hmm. making recommendations for care um, post-discharge from the hospital and any follow-up that they do need. And also once piece they of that go, puzzle. you go to care plan meetings also Correct. In, in the subacutes. Yeah, we tend to be part of the care plan meetings as well, too. And just recently, I had it happen um, that the family didn't know that they could appeal the discharge under the hospital. They felt that under that the discharge was happening too soon, and they didn't realize under Medicare that you have the option to file an mm-hmm. appeal. Yeah. So I was able to I do that. I just saw that as well. Yep. So I was able to do that and assist them, and he um, won the appeal, and he was able to stay in the hospital. So a lot of times, it's just really... Being that patient's advocate and educating our clients yeah. and their families on on what resources and that can make a, a big difference if it's that you know second midnight you know why not do an appeal for the third midnight or that typical Friday four thirty discharge yeah exactly told nobody all week exactly. and then suddenly he's got to yeah. get out of the hospital on yeah. Friday four thirty anyone when, who's worked in right. healthcare you know, knows that and, and that's, we're lucky if it's four thirty it's usually. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's that's how that's um, a whole other podcast exactly. to talk the, about the, the times that seniors yes. get discharged the, from the, the hospital. The, the confident home care companies that are prepared for that opportunity or turn that crisis into an opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's how we get to meet our care managers. That's how we get to meet our discharge planners. We say, you know, give us your toughest cases, you know, and then Absolutely. let us let us prove to prove you, yourself. you know, what we can do. So that's um, a great point. Usually, if you just prove yourself one time, you become their mm-hmm. trusted referral source. It's so, trust. Yes. It's all trust. 
Yes, yes. So um, please tell me, what is your best day ever at working at Unicity? What, what's the most um, memorable day ever? Today. Oh my gosh! Wonderful. Great this is answer, this is Melissa. such an honor today to be with y'all. Actually, yeah. actually, <laughs> besides that, my my best day was probably my very first day in the field with Rita. That's a whole okay. long story, but she right. rolled up her sleeves and she like got what she did. I was truly blown away. As a social worker myself, I was like, I would never do that. <laughs> like she really help this woman in a way that I was truly, truly amazed by. I talk about it all the time. Well, I think that's any the best day for, for working at this company. Well, one, working with the great people at Unicity. We really do have a great team, starting with our leadership and our owner, Greg. But all of us are so passionate and dedicated to seniors and advocacy and working with our seniors. It's just nice to work with like-minded people. Um, but every day that we can actually be there for our seniors is a great day. But when we can see, when someone takes our recommendations, they take our advice and we see the client thriving and we've prevented a crisis and we see they're living their best life, that's really what we want them to do. We want mm -hmm. them to be as independent as possible and have the best quality of life. And so when we can give that to somebody, um, that's the best day, I yeah. think. Yeah. And it, it's sad sometimes because we're with them right to the end. We've been with many of our clients when they pass. We're at funerals and wakes and speaking on behalf. And that's, I say, being a care manager is a blessing and a curse. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I, it's one of the most wonderful jobs. Yeah. So is Our, it Unicity Senior Advisors? It's UnicityHealthcare.com. Okay. UnicityHealthcare.com. Or UnicitySeniorAdvisors.com. UnicitySeniorAdvisors.com. Unic then you can go to our website, learn all about our services. You'll meet the team. Um, and again, we're in North Jersey and also mm -hmm. here in South Florida. Yeah, yeah. So main um, takeaways, um, what makes Unicity different? You're out here in the community educating people. I'm sure that we'll do another um, education-based seminar to the general public and talk about all these great things. Clearly, we still have a lot to talk about. Yes. So um, there's so much um, education there to, um, to, to put out there. So you're doing that. You're doing these education seminars. You're meeting with the caregivers one-on-one -on -one to do a little bit of coaching, a little bit of training, talking about those specialized care plans. You know, what are some of the best strategies for this particular client? So your boots on the ground, you're out there. So um, we appreciate all that you do. Um, it, it truly has been a pleasure. And, Thank you, you know, check, check, check out Unicity Senior Advisors. We're so proud of them. And we, we truly believe in um, the future of this company. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Elder Care Insights Podcast by Welcome Back Home Care. Uh, look us up at www.welcomebackhomecare.com. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and um, the websites will we'll also broadcast. So please like the video. Um, it's an honor. And um, stay tuned and stay well.